0: How I can create that interaction between me and my audience? And yep. people really has forgotten that we are human beings and we're driven by emotions yep. and we need to be relatable. Yep. People start getting memories when you start sharing a story.
1: Growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing. This approach needs alignment among people, processes and technologies.
2: I'm Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant at digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. We all understand the power of social media and influence, but how to build authority and your tribe on social media? What works when it comes to building a large audience around your expertise and interests? Is it the subject matter expertise, industry awareness, or something else? These are the questions you will have if you wish to have a strong personal brand and thought leadership in your industry. In today's episode, we have our guest, Lorena Acosta, who takes us through her journey of amassing millions of followers on LinkedIn. She also discusses the most critical factors that are important for anyone to be successful on social media. Finally, she discusses the mistakes executives make in focusing on subject matter expertise and knowledge rather than trust and authenticity. Let me introduce Lorena to you. Lorena Acosta is a mother, a coach, a mentor, a proven sales expert, and the creator of the Trust Factor system. As a thought leader and personal brand evangelist, Lorena helps individuals and companies to reassess their strategies and discover their true path of success by becoming the voice of their industry. Lorena has leveraged her experience and leadership to build a tribe of over 1 million LinkedIn followers that she engages with via daily posts and her Be Busy Being Awesome podcast. With that, let's get to the conversation. Hey, Lorena, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. So, just to get things off, do you want to start with your personal story and current focus?
0: Well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start telling sharing my story about who I am. I yeah. know who I become. Yeah. Because this is, I think, this is important. People need to yes. understand that most of the time we share our success stories. Yeah. And that inspire a lot of people, you know, yeah. but we never talk about from where we're coming from and who we really are and what makes me do what I'm doing, right? And yeah. what yeah. What, make, what is what pushed me to do what I'm doing every day, which is, yeah. I think this is the most important thing, yeah. that people need to really focus on those things, not only on the, the success story, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's nice to see somebody succeeding, but how your story can help me really to do what I'm supposed to be doing or to embrace what I'm doing or to continue pushing on what I'm performing, you know? So my story began, you know... I'm gonna to talk to you when i when I was in my twenties my late my late twenties yeah. yeah i uh, I was working for a big corporation I uh, okay. was traveling you know around all Latin America, opening markets yeah. around yeah. the world for this big company yeah, and um I was feeling very lonely I was feeling very lonely because I used to yeah. work from uh, nine o'clock in the morning until yeah. one o'clock in the morning. You know, oh, wow.
2: that's tough, I guess, right? <clears throat>
0: it was very hard because I mean I was single at that time and, and I was in the top of my career. Yeah. I have been on that in that industry for almost nine years prior.
3: Okay, okay. So,
0: you know, companies now they were hiring me internationally to open markets for them. Okay. And other countries, so to brand them, to create the name and also to they start opening sales rooms and and hiring people like telemarketing, yeah, uh, promoters and salespeople and teaching people how to close the deals and yeah, you know the whole thing. So you know it was a lot of work. Yeah, I was not the, the the branch owner. Yeah, but I was in charge of the marketing. So it was a lot of responsibility because without my efforts and my input, I mean we wouldn't have clients showing up. Yeah, make sense? yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So. I used to work in the mornings on the marketing uh, perform And then in the evenings, yeah. I used to help the sales room to with the sales. So I used to close deals. Yeah, yeah. So the shows that we used to do were in the evening. So our guests used to come at six o'clock in the afternoon. And some of them, they used to leave at one o'clock in the morning yeah. or 12 o'clock in the evening after after they finished the presentation on they buy the product. Or they don't. Yeah. But yeah. we used to close the office. So I used to work so
2: many hours. Um, you have no idea. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you are working those many hours hours today as well yeah but now it's my <laughs> the business. only difference is that and now probably you love your job and you are not feeling lonely anymore
0: yes yeah, so and and also this is my business yeah in the past i used to make good money yeah. very good money for my age i will say yeah. Yeah. you know i had everything that any 20-year-old 20 or 25, 26, 27-year-old wish to have right now, yeah. I had everything, yeah. everything that you could imagine. And uh, one day after all these years working, I just had a burnout because okay. I was feeling very, very lonely. I mean, I didn't have time to, to even establish a relationship with anybody Okay. Uh, or to date because who was going to handle my schedule? Yeah,
3: yeah. You know, that's right. Yeah
0: and and then you know one month in in Guatemala and one month in Honduras or yep. and then in Chile so it was very hard yep. so one day i called my boss and i told him you know i'm just uh, i'm just burned out and i need to take a break yeah and uh, I, I you know i need to find a partner yep. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: <laughs> i'm about to turn th- to turn 30 I think uh, that would be have... the
2: first and last time he would have heard a reason called finding a partner for yes. the resignation.
0: <laughs> yes. So, so, you know, I just, uh, I, when I sit with him, I remember and I told him, you know, this is what I, what is happening to me right now. This is what I'm going through and I need to take a break. I need to vacation before I have children. I plan okay. my future. OK, so yeah. he was like, what do you mean? And asked, he's like, you're traveling all the time. And I said, yes, but I need to I want to travel to the places that I want to visit. I want to yeah. spend six, seven months in Europe with no pressure of that I have to come back to work. OK. And, uh, you know, and I need to really find my partner, my lifetime partner <laughs> Yeah, was guiding me through. And I said, OK, well, the, the thing will come. And I just uh, resigned. I sent everything that I had uh, to my home and I just flew to Washington and I took a, the next flight to London. While I was in London, you know, I was sitting in my bed at yeah. the hotel. Yeah. And I was thinking that morning when I just arrived to, to to Heathrow Airport and I went to my hotel, Yeah, you know, that I wanted to enjoy this trip as much as I can
3: yeah. because
0: yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this trip again. By myself. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it was very important to enjoy the trip, even though that I was by myself, you know? So I learned from that moment that happiness is within. Okay. It's not with the company that you have. Yeah, And you create your own happiness, Sam.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I meet a lot of people in Europe. I stayed seven months. I went through most of all Italy. Yeah. I went to Sweden. I yeah. went to Denmark. Yeah. I went to Paris. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed my trip. And I came back to the States right after uh, September 11. Okay. Um, I wasn't there when when, when when this happened. We were all freaking out. So then, you know, after I, I came back to the States and I, I went back to the same uh, industry and I went back to the same industry because I stayed for around 10 years, 11 years as a homestay mom. I was raising my daughter and um, then I came back to the workforce again and I went back to the sales rooms and I become one of the number ones again. Okay. So I've been working directly with clients every single day.
2: Okay so let's uh, talk about your perspective on growth so tell yeah, me what does growth mean to you Lorena
0: Well everything comes with my experience um, I'm gonna tell you why because during during my career I learned how to really understand the consumer perspective and how to really interact with consumers face to face and then i start moving to not face to face but screen to screen yeah and how you can really start interacting and sharing perspective through your content on social media uh, what i have seen on on all most of the channels on social media is that most of business owners or companies they don't share a human interaction when they try to promote their businesses. Everything is so cold okay. when you read something from any corporation or from any company on yeah. social media that you don't want to even interact. I don't even want to click that link because that's an, it's not it's not compelling to me. Yeah. So what I have noticed and what I have mastered on social media and mostly on LinkedIn it's how to craft my messaging in a way that I can share my values and my beliefs, the beliefs of my company and myself as a human being yeah. and the promise of my company, the brand promise, Yeah. but also how I can create that interaction between me and my audience. Okay. And yeah. people really has forgotten that we are human beings and we're driven by emotions Yeah. and we need to be relatable. Yeah people start getting memories when you start sharing stories, right? Like yesterday, I posted a video of me teaching my daughter, my 16-year-old daughter, how to drive. Yeah. And it was the first time my daughter drove from her school to my house, which is around seven miles or 10 miles. Yeah. And uh, probably 12 miles. So she drove by herself, you know, and I was shaking. I was afraid, but I shared the experience with all my audience. And, you know, it was very... Fascinating to see how people was being relatable to that moment. I mean, there were men who were saying, you know, the first time I drove was in my mother's car 25 years ago or 40 years yep. ago, she teach me how to drive. And then parents came to say, Oh, I'm teaching my daughter right now how to drive. Oh, my daughter just got her car. So then you start getting an inter in that interaction that is human interaction that really yep. makes you close to your audience.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So when you don't create that kind of atmosphere in your content, then it's not going to succeed. Okay. You know?
2: Amazing. So tell me a little bit about your journey, Mec. Did you always know that you are probably going to spend a lot of time on LinkedIn? The kind of presence you created, obviously 1.2 million followers is what you have right now, right? Did you always know that you are going to have 1.2 million followers on LinkedIn? No. Was this always the goal when you started? No, so no, no. So tell no. me, tell me your entire journey from the beginning, how it began, how you started believing in linkedin and how you got to this point where you have 1.2 million followers
0: well everything is start when i resign a job i resigned a job, uh, I resigned a job uh, and i came to linkedin to really connect with people that i knew from the past okay from um, my my journey in the past
2: which year are we talking about uh, here
0: that was on uh, 2016.
2: Okay, 2016 is when you started. How many followers did you have at that time?
0: I have probably like, I don't know, 80?
2: (laughs) 80 followers. Okay, so 80 80 to 1.2 million followers is a phenomenal growth for a CFO. Okay, they like to see numbers. They like to draw charts. So so tell us, you know, how to draw this hockey stick, Lorena. (laughs) Yes, of course.
0: (laughs) There is no secret. You know, the only secret of growing your network is to have empathy, to have compassion, yeah. Uh, to be inclusive and yeah. practice diversity. That's the only secret that you will have when you are on social media. I mean, you know, of course, you need to have techniques of how you develop your brand or, or how you can, you want to embrace the brand awareness of your company or how mm-hmm. you want to create your content, right? Because your content has to be compelling to your audience and has to be targeted to your audience. But those are the main components that you are going to have if you want to be successful on social media.
2: Right. So when you started, obviously you had 80 followers, right? And initially you must have made some mistakes. I don't know if you knew this from the get go that, okay, if I post something, then I'm going to get, let's say 10,000 followers or whatever. So tell me your journey in buckets when you started maybe from 80 to 10,000 followers, what was your journey like? What was the content like? What did you learn? And then what was the next step after that? And then, so, how you got to one point two million followers?
0: So what happened is that when I started looking for a job, yeah, all the rec- all the messages that I was sending to my contacts, probably they were going through the junk box, the junk the junk mail, because you know nobody was reading any mail from LinkedIn, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, and the people that I was trying to connect with, they didn't want to connect with me, so they will come and say, well, why do I have to connect with you? We don't have anything in common. I was yeah. looking for a job, right? So I was yeah. like. I feel bad because I was very vulnerable. I was needing to find a job and people was rejecting me. So I decide that I will not send any more connection requests to anybody ever again. Okay. That whoever wants to connect with me, they will connect with me because they like me, because they like what I post and because they really want to be connected, not because I'm searching or, or looking for them. That's, that is why I, preach all the time that don't just say connect with me you need to connect with somebody because you really like them because you really like the way that they think not just to have one more connection that doesn't help yeah so I start posting things you know I start observing the platform at that time there was no other way to communicate that only narrative and pictures but most of the people wasn't posting pictures they were just writing it was okay. like a kind of blog thing. Yeah. So I start posting pictures. I start talking about who I was. And most of it, I, was start, I start posting most of them, my values, what yeah. I believe in, you yeah. know, what I stand for, yeah. because from those values is from where my content was coming from. And, you know, this is how I found the alignment between me and my audience. And this is how people start following me because they believe in the same thing. And they stand in the same, from the same thing that I stand for. Yeah. So I start creating more content about my values, what was important for me. And I start seeing the reaction from people that that was important for them as well. Yeah. So then little by little, I start building my tribe of people who were following me because they were standing and believing in the same things that I was believing.
3: Yeah.
0: And, you know, little by little, I start, I start tweaking my content and I start posting trips, why trips? Because I was in the vacation industry. So yeah. I start posting travels all around the world, places that I have been. I've, been. I've been in more than 65 countries and I live in 14 countries. Okay. So I start posting my experiences and the places that I have visited yeah. and uh, I... For my surprise, I mean, that was a boom, you know, everybody loves that content and they also wanted to travel. They were asking questions, you know, people start contacting me and ask me if I know anybody that can help them to find a trip to Bora Bora, out to the Maldives or places like that. So, and many CFOs and CEOs and CTOs and vice presidents start connecting with me because of the content that I was sharing, you know, they love to travel. Yeah, yeah. So you know so then I start mixing my content between traveling and my values and also spirituality right
3: yeah
0: i i take a course of mindfulness yeah and uh, i wanted to start helping people because at the time you know we have the elections of Donald Trump and win on the election so you know many people was fighting on the platform like right now is super peaceful but Four years ago was terrible some yeah. and you know many people get fired from their jobs because they were so opinionist and, and their point of view
3: yeah
0: and um, you know the HR start catching them and you know many people start fighting to each other so I didn't want to get involved in that situation so what I thought is that I want to start creating content that can take people <clears throat> out of that situation and yeah. focus on things that really matters to them which is themselves okay. So yeah. I started, my mother is a Kundalini yoga instructor for the last 45 years.
3: Yeah.
0: And uh, I grew up with that, in that mood, right? Yeah. So I start sharing with them mantras and meditations that I used to practice when I was a child and what makes me, help me to, get rid of anxiety or, you know, situations if you feel that you are in a bad situation and you want to have peace, you know. I mean, all these kind of things I start sharing as well on LinkedIn. Yeah. And, you know, people I found out that people really like to meditate. People right. really likes to learn how to be mindful and be in the present. So I start sharing more content about that. But yeah. those all this content that I was sharing, is part of me. Yeah. You know, it's not something that I just came and okay today I'm gonna post about that. It's something that it came out. It's part of who I am. Yeah. So I start sharing as well uh, a little bit of a spirituality, mix it with travel, and mix it with uh with uh, you know all the quotes that I was posting and and. Then, you know, I start also talking a little bit about NLP because I'm an NLP practitioner. So I was talking to them about the subconscious mind and how our words can affect, you know, whenever you say something about yourself or anybody else, those things go to your subconscious mind. And, you know, anytime you say something negative, if you don't change your line or your narrative immediately, those lines are going to go to your subconscious mind and they are going to come back to you all the time so you know i start talking to people about how important it is that they need to really think what is gonna come out of their mind of their mouth and if it's something negative they need to really erase it right away and and change it for something positive so i start talking to people about all these things as well so i bring another subject through my content. So, you know, my yeah. content is, is is not only one thing. I, I yeah. share a lot of things on my content. And I think that is why I've been so su- successful on LinkedIn. I mean, I have my own niche. Everybody knows who I am, what I do and what I do best. But yeah. the way that I share the content is the way that I showcase who I really am as a human being.
2: Okay, interesting. So let's uh, study the competition a bit, right? Because end of the day, we are the CFO audience and we like to study the situation comprehensively. So here, obviously, you are posting, let's say, content about the travel, the spirituality, uh, etc. And I have seen a lot of people posting that content, but I don't see them being as successful. So what was your reason to be successful to reach to 1.2 million followers when others could not with the similar content
0: because they are copying <laughs> because it doesn't come from their heart i mean if you have if you if you're a, if you're an individual yeah. Or if you are a CFO, or you want to start creating your content. I mean, let me say, I mean, right now, the new marketing is a thought leadership. OK, yeah. Yeah. So if you are a CFO and you are part of an organization and you really want to start, you know, your social presence on social media, you're going to start with your values and your beliefs. You're not going to start talking about business because nobody cares.
2: And why is that?
0: Because we don't care until you don't care
2: like nobody I mean, cares I, for business i mean we need to buy the products right it's not that customers yes, don't yes, need I to mean, buy the products. we
0: care about the business but we, you know we care about the business of the people who's really taking the time to showcase who they are because in the okay. end of the day right now sam how many yeah. strategies have you seen on social on linkedin there is millions
3: yeah i agree
0: everybody be, i mean in 2020 everybody become brand a strategist yeah. And um, brand personal branding strategies, and which is fine. But who you will choose if you really need to develop your own personal brand? You will choose somebody who really has background on marketing, probably, somebody yep. who has been successful, yep. somebody who has been on sales, because I mean branding is selling. Yeah. And somebody who has been successful on the platform. Yeah. You know, so. You're, so this is what I'm talking about, and, and how do you're gonna choose that person? Because that person is showcasing who they are. So it's very, it's very important for CEOs or CEO, CEO CFOs to really take time to develop their personal brand on social media and to start showcasing what kind of human beings they are, so they can develop trust. Trust is only developed by sharing yeah. common beliefs.
2: Okay. So here's my problem with this approach, right? I mean, you know, we have other social media platforms such as Facebook. They are meant to be slightly more for this content where you are probably going to be sharing the personal values. And if everybody starts sharing who they are on LinkedIn as well, then LinkedIn is probably going to become Facebook. But LinkedIn was designed to be business network, the professional network. So do you recommend that everybody should start posting the personal values?
0: People start taking that approach. When I said share your values, everybody start making videos about their values and you know they don't this is not the way. okay You need to learn how to create your narrative and your storytelling where you including your values, your beliefs, and also you create common beliefs between you and your audience. You need to remember that trust and credibility play an essential part in the success level of any business.
2: So we are going to take an example here. Let's say I'm the manufacturing CFO, Lorena, and uh, I don't have background in sales and marketing, but I'm actually trying to create the personal brand, right? So obviously, one thing I can do is I can hire a professional like you who has been successful. That is number one. But I need to know a little bit more in terms of creating this journey for myself. So at least I'm educated in terms of what I'm getting into. So let's say if I want to go through the journey of creating the personal brand, obviously my end goal is to sell something, right? Because if Mm -hmm. I sell, then, you know, I'm going to be probably successful in job, in my career, my family is going to be happy, my employer is going to be happy, (laughs) and my employees are going to be happy if I'm the, let's say, executive of a company. So end goal is obviously to sell. But let's say if you are the manufacturing CFO of a company, what narrative would you recommend for the manufacturing CFO. Is it going to be around their personal interest? Is it going to be around their personal hobbies related to, let's say, uh, engineering project? Or is it going to be spiritual belief or travel? Tell me what manufacturing okay. CFOs can do to create their thought leadership and personal brand.
0: Okay, so let me let me tell you here. So your brand helps you to portray your public image and stay aligned with your career. Okay? Okay, okay. Leaders unlock the opportunities every day by demonstrating their values and character, and they turn themselves into a brand that people admire. That's thought leadership. Okay. The core values reflect in their persona and, and in, in, in the persona and make them the brand that people love to follow and admire. Personal branding gives you an edge to stand out as popular leader in your industry, okay. so you don't have to share what you have for breakfast. Yeah. But as, let me give you a story. You know, I have a client, you know, his name is Nick Gallo. Okay. Nick Gallo started working with me last year in January. His company turned to be one of the 5000 Inc. magazine last year. Okay. He was the number one in his estate and the number 23 in the whole United States. Okay. When we talked last, before last year, he was not very positive about this approach yeah. that I'm talking to you about it. Yeah, And he instead he, he I mean, we continue with the with it, with the training and we continue with the with their company side and with his brother. But they were very focused on, on how they can start sharing and showcasing who they are as a yeah. brand, yeah. as a company and what is what they do. So what happened is that his engagement wasn't that good Yeah, because people didn't care. Yeah, They were reading what he was posting, but they were not engaging because his content was not relatable. Yeah. Now, if you're a CFO, you know, you don't have to share uh, where do you, where do you went on vacation? or so how much you spend or, or yeah. what kind of eggs are you having this morning?
3: You know, <laughs> Yeah. but yeah.
0: I have another, another client, you know, he is a president of five different franchises here in the United States. Yeah. And uh He's sharing his beliefs and he's he's giving uh, his opinions. He's sharing uh, with all his audience the best way of living life. I mean, he's a really thought leader. He's a Taekwondo instructor, black belt, and he's being more relatable. He's sharing things that people are related to. He's not sharing about his business. Probably he will in the future, you know, and whoever is aligned with his message and whoever is developing trust with him during all his journey, probably they're going to become his clients. Personal brand is not something that you are going to have from tonight and tomorrow morning. I mean, it's it's ready. You develop your personal brand. It's a journey. And you need to start creating content that is going to be compelling to your audience. Now, you need to remember that anybody who, with any title that they have, CFO, director, president, whatever title, even no, no C-level executives, we are still human beings and we need to be relatable with somebody. Yeah. And if you don't share something that people is going to be relatable to you and related to you, yeah. it's not going to work. And that is why so many people right now on LinkedIn are struggling to create content because they don't know what kind of content they need to create. Now, there is a technique. You need to involve your values and your beliefs in your content. And also, you need to create common beliefs between you and your audience. You're not going to show up just as an opinionist and give your opinion because then guess what? Everybody's going to come and say, well... That is your opinion. That's not what I think. Good luck. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. But if you create common beliefs between you and your audience and you start creating that dialogue between you and your audience, is when magic happens. This is when trust is become developed.
2: Okay. So tell me some of the best practices that you may have come across for the COOs and CFOs as they come to the platform, because obviously they are not going to be as experienced as you. So what are some of the no-nos that you have seen on the platform? And what are some of the wow-wow you have seen on the platform?
0: Well, you know, I'm going to go back with Nick. You know, I had a conversation with him two weeks ago and I really had a strong conversation with him. And I said, listen, you need to really become you. You are the CFO of the company and and you really need to start showcasing who you are as a human being. People will relate to you. And, you know, maybe the people that is going to like your content is not going to be your client. But maybe somebody who is in a connected with that person who liked and engaged in your content yeah. is going to see your content in his feed and he's going to be your client.
2: It sort of does. But I mean, you know, we only have so many hours in the day, right? So if we keep doing that, then we are going to be investing a lot of time praying that the client is going to show up. <laughs> well, so no no, right? no, no,
0: no, no, no. I mean, you will have your technique of sales as well. I mean, come on now. But how <laughs> you, how you, you're, how you're not going to sell on your, if you're asking me how I, can perform and sell on my fee. that's not yeah? going to
2: work. Okay.
0: Thought leadership is a silent sell. The okay. thought leaders sell silently to their audience. Why? Because their people follow them, like them, and trust them. So, how do you develop trust? By having aligned your values and your beliefs. That's the only way. If you showcase right now with your new product and say, well, I am the CFO of this, or I'm this attorney, or I'm this doctor, or whatever, whatever it is, and just showcase your product and your services, good luck. Yeah.
2: So let's take the example of Nick again, right? So Nick is the CFO. Nick was trying to post the content related to his own product and offering. And obviously that wasn't working because the engagement was low. I get it, right? He was engaging only
0: with people that was In the same industry, but this is not the people that is going to hire his services. Right. So he needs to have other audience, right? I mean, if I am a doctor and I'm trying to to promote my clinic and I'm just have all these connections, doctors, they're not going to be my clients. Yep. I mean, if if I am a branding evangelist and I just have connections of people who does branding, they are not going to buy my services. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you need to really start open your eyes and be innovator, you know. Try different things. And I told him, you need to start showing up who you are, who you are as a human being. What is the brand message that you have in your company? What is the what is what your company stands for? And really make a videos from your heart because you are one of, you know, the biggest heart of your organization. So he changed completely his, his content. He even shared yesterday a picture of his family. You know, he has okay. never done that before. Interesting. You know, he never In- has done before. And he shared yesterday a beautiful picture with his three kids and sharing, you know, how grateful he is for having his family and the, and the time that he can spend with his family. And that picture went, you know, I think he has like 200 likes on that picture. Something oh, that... Wow. He never imagined. Why? Because people is getting, you need to be relatable. I mean, I have a child, I have a daughter, and yeah. when I saw that picture, really, you know, I feel good. I feel good that the man is selling that about his kids, that the man is really being present with his family, that the yeah. man even that has that title of CFO of a big company is humble enough to share his emotions and his vulnerability with his audience.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have seen these things work as well on social media, especially when you share your personal stories. Uh, they perform mm-hmm. far better than any other content. So yes, uh, the personal stories work. And I'm sometimes surprised that these are the same executives who are probably not going to pick up any cold calls from a person who is actually trying to help them with their day job, but they have time to like on these posts, on the personal story, which is good. I mean, you know, they are finding time to be able to relate, to be able to trust their audience. So this is definitely a surprise for me.
0: Well, it's, it's up to anybody. I mean, if yeah. you really want to create a strong presence and become yeah. a top leader on social media, because this is a new way to be outside, to raise above the noise. Other way, you're going to be always behind your business card. And if you're willing to do so, you need to do it in the right way. And if you want to do it, you need to create a tribe. You are not going to create a tribe only of people that is related to your organization and is only related to your own business, because then you are inside of one one
2: bubble. Yeah. Let's talk about the thought leadership and personal branding. How important that is for number one CFOs and number two for business growth? Have you seen any cases where the businesses could grow? Or if they don't have the personal branding or the thought leadership, is that going to be a challenge in the next few years for them to be able to grow?
0: Yeah, you know, let me let me give an, an example. You know, personal branding becomes necessary for C level executives and board directors is also and this is also the best business strategy companies can significantly strengthen customer trust, but utilizing their executive social presence, Sam. COVID-19 helped to increase the growth of social media and influence marketing. Personal brands are now well recognized and essential while building social presence and reputation. So I don't understand why all the CEOs or CFOs or C-level executives are still behind their computer just watching and reading. They need to start participating. They need to start showing up. they need to yeah. start developing their own personal brand and become a top leaders. They are leaders already. They yeah. just yeah. need to reassess their voice.
2: Yeah, completely agree. So that's it for today, Lorena. Do you have any last-minute closing thoughts by any chance?
0: Well, you know, I, I will add that being authentic is your most valuable asset. Authenticity is most significant, is your most significant asset and is so powerful factor while bringing your brand. That being authentic on business is the force when you use it strategically and mindfully with your clients. So stay unique, be kind to your purpose, and you know, while you're building your personal brand, and just do it. This is something that I will uh, encourage everybody to do. Whether you lead a company, you climb in the corporate ladder, or you're disrupting your industry, a strong personal brand that demonstrates your expertise will get you wherever you want to go faster. At the same time, it will open the doors for you and those that work with you. And never forget, personal branding is the nucleus of the trust factor.
2: Okay, amazing. I love the, the insight and it was a fun conversation. My personal takeaway from the conversation is going to be be authentic. On that note, Lorena, I want to thank you for your time.
0: Thank you, Sam.
2: I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Lorena, find her on LinkedIn as Lorena Acosta. The first name is L-O-R-E-N-A and the last name A-C-O-S-T-A and follow her there. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Katie Thomas from Leaders Online, who discusses the importance of personal brands and why personal branding is essential for personal growth and corporate branding. Also, the interview with Chris Granger, who discusses how a large electrical distributor changed the way they sold to their customers. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you and I hope to catch you on the next episode of the WBS Podcast.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode.